0: Hello there, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman, and you're listening to Exploring Different Brains. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. Today, we go all the way to Australia to talk to the best selling author, Tanya Marshall. Her latest book, Aspion Girl Not Your Average Superhero, among other great books is our guest. Tanya, great to have you. How are you?
1: Hi, and thank you for having me on the show. We're great.
0: Well, Tanya, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Sure. Um, My name's Tanya Marshall, and I'm a psychologist over here in Australia. And I work primarily with um, high-functioning, neurodiverse people, uh, in particular females. uh, and females are widely underrecognized in the world, um, an area that we're quite concerned about.
0: Tell our audience here what you feel the big differences are between Aspian women and guys with Asperger's.
1: Well, we're starting to understand only just recently, um, As recent as just last year and this year some of the gender differences and some of the differences are that girls tend to internalize whereas boys will externalize um, in behavior wise Um, girls also uh, were found seem seem to be more social whether that's a cultural thing or whether they're just more social in general than boys, Um, but not as social as, say, your typical girls. So they're still struggling. It also seems to be that the higher IQ or the higher the intelligence, the more able uh, the girl is to mask. We use the words masking or... uh, Compensatory strategies, which is actually an area that I'm really interested in and in writing about right now, is how do these girls manage to pass for normal or manage to get through so many years um using certain skills um, without being picked up. Um so That's a couple of differences there. Um, I am aware that recently there was, um, Yale has just released, uh, is about to release a study uh, on the brain scans and the brain differences between uh, girls and boys. So that's going to be very good for helping us to understand those differences and then start making interventions for girls. But even before we start doing that, we need assessment tools for girls because there are very few assessment tools for girls out there right now and none for female adults.
0: Um, Do you feel also that there's a component of, for lack of a better term, I'll call it the cultural demands on a female versus a male that allow them to mask it better? Yeah, I do.
1: um, For sure. I think that culturally females are expected, they have certain expectations on them more so than males do. And I think that that makes it much more challenging for them to try to fit in, and if they don't feel like they're, they want to look like how society wants a woman to look, that there's there might be something wrong with them, as they've told me.
0: Now, tell us the names. You've written so many books and everything, and these bestsellers and everything. Yeah. Tell us some of the names of your books for our viewers.
1: Okay. Well, I wrote, if we go back a little bit, there wasn't a lot of information. And when I was working with these girls, the parents were looking for information or, or parents were coming to me with their girls because they just weren't satisfied with the answers they were getting from it just didn't seem to fit when they gone to see other professionals. And so I thought and and I'd been working in as a psychologist for many, many years, and I thought, oh, I want to start writing about my work. And so my first book, I am Aspian Woman, or no, my I am Aspian Girl, um, was really just about describing what I was seeing in the girls that came into my clinic. And so I was seeing this profile of real abilities and gifts and then some significant challenges as well. And those sort of traits varied from mild to severe. So um, and the the core theme that came out of that narrative-wise was a sense of feeling different um, from their peers. and And that, of course, also goes from feeling just a little bit different from their peers all the way to, I'm just not from this planet at all. Um, and I have, I've got one person who, is, she made it to, uh, she's in that my second book, I Am Aspian Woman, and she's my um, mentor, and she made it through the second round of the um, Mars project. She wanted to go to Mars because she doesn't like it here on Earth. <laughs> so she... I think another theme is many of the the women and females and girls are not being supported.
0: Please define then, um, what you mean, not being supported.
1: Um, they're not being um, understood, first of all. Um, they're being misdiagnosed. And they're also being put on medications that aren't, Based on those diagnoses that aren't helpful, and that a lot of times are not supportive, and also um, there isn't the awareness from professionals. So psychologists or psychiatrists have an understanding that Asperger's is is, is how it, is is how it presents in males. So when a female presents then she can't have Asperger's if she's making eye contact or if she's having a superficial conversation or if she's um, showing some appropriate body language because, you know, she's taught herself to do that and she's copied and mimicked her peers. So she knows how to do that. But if you dig a little deeper, then you can find out that she's got some social skills problems and she's got some anxiety and... And she's really trying hard on a day-to-day basis just to get through the day.
0: Because of all of your bestsellers and everything you've written about females, our viewers and listeners are going to want to know what do you think about, in your experience anyhow, the unique gifts that might be more associated with a woman than a male, or are the unique gifts the same? And I know I agree with my daughter Rebecca too, every brain is different, they're like snowflakes, no two are alike, so we're generalizing here. But do you feel there are unique gifts that have occurred with more frequency in one gender or the other in your experience, because you've had a tremendous amount of experience. Thank you.
1: Um I mean, I've seen females sort of with all kinds of gifts. Um, but I do see in one difference is in the caring profession that I see more females who go into or becoming teachers or nurses, um, special needs teachers in particular, um, uh or social workers, so I tend to see that as a difference. Um, but across genders, I I see a lot of um, performing artists, which is a very big area, uh, from singing to poetry to writing books to being um, actresses and actors and so on and so forth. Um, So I I would say that in my experience, that's I tend to see more females in the caring professions. I've seen hundreds and hundreds of females, and there's not a stereotype. There's not a tomboy stereotype. There are different kinds um, of, I guess, if you wanted to subtype them into groups. You know, in my first book, I Am Aspian Girl, I had twins, a, a set of twins, and one is a tomboy and one is a princess. She's very, very girly, So, and she's, she'd be the least uh, to be picked up or diagnosed. So I think that it's important to understand that there are different types of girls, um, and the least ones to be picked up would be the princessy, supermodel kind of type girls. Because they're very superficially social and um, that they, they have a high IQ and they've told me that they've taught themselves and by comet uh, sorry mimicking and copying and knowing what to do and what to say um, and they're quite high achievers um, I'm just trying to think there was one more thing I wanted to point out um, about girls. Was there, I guess I mentioned that before, oh, the professional knowledge is lacking, but also the assessment tool. So something like the gold standard ADOS has now been shown by research to not be very good at picking up girls, um, the subtle characteristics. So, for example, they might meet two of the modules but not the third one or they might just be underneath the cutoff. Um, So it's important for professionals to have training in this area and to understand uh, how to look for the girls and what kinds of questions that you ask that would be differently than for
0: males. Tanya, as you know, women as opposed to men are put in a much more difficult position when it comes to dating. What yes. are some of the rules or advice that you can give our Aspian females who have taken all this in and also to the people who care for them, caring for other parties whether they're parents, friends or whoever. Um, what kind of advice can you give them on dating? Uh. Wow that's a
1: big area Um, because what we do know uh, from uh, just even a recent research study but I've known this for quite some time but there's time in between clinical you know uh, evidence and research based evidence is that females are at a very vulnerable or due to their social naivety do get taken advantage of a lot so um when it comes to dating, um, I think it's really important that they learn about safety skills and uh, what to do if they don't feel comfortable and when not to be put put themselves in a place where they may be unsafe because of their literalness they may or they may interpret misinterpret other people's um intentions uh which get them into quite some danger so i think um having a mentor about dating and and reading about dating and how to be safe is extremely important so i'm when i work with you know teenagers and and girls depending on where they are developmentally we're often talking about safety and dating and You know, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and how to protect yourself and things like that.
0: I just want to close on a uh, positive note from Tanya Marshall to all of our Aspian women out there.
1: That would be be yourself, find out what your strengths are, find a mentor. And go for
0: it I love that that's great. that's great.
1: Be your own superhero. that's the aspian's model, right? Be your own superhero, not someone else.
0: Be your own superhero, not someone else. Yeah, because a lot of the
1: a lot in the autobiography biographical accounts of women. And this is my fourth book, is about uh, the narratives and the themes of what come out of all of those autobiographies. I've got hundreds of them, but I know the themes in my head because I've read them all. And one of the themes is um, they're not being themselves. So when they go unidentified, they start copying and mimicking and pretending to be other people, and then they don't develop their own identity. So some some of them go on to develop personality disorders, right? So they have both. Um, But my motto is be yourself, right? And you can be yourself by finding out what your strengths are, not trying to be like other neurotypicals, um, and uh, having mentors and family members and caretakers support and nurture your strengths and gifts. So finding it, if you don't know what they are, then in my third book, we'll be talking about how to find out what your strengths are, how to nurture them, how can parents help the child or the adolescent or the adult to do that and go in that direction.
0: Tell our audience about how they can find you and your books and learn more about all of this great work you're doing. Sure.
1: Um, the book has a website, which is at aspiangirl.com. So you can learn more about the books there. Um, I also have my own personal website, which is uh, mostly about uh, neurodiversity in females and some on males, which is at tenuremarshall.com. I also blog about female autism and female Asperger's at um, TanyaAnnMarshall.wordpress.com and you could also email me at Tanya at AspianGirl.com
0: Thank you so much, Tanya. Keep up the great work you do for so many. You're an inspiration and we look forward to working with you. Me too. Thank you. For more information, visit us at DifferentBrains.com